0: hello everyone uh, this is clarence jones the co-host of health chatter uh, usually this portion of the show the introduction is done by dr stan channeling but he's unavailable today but he will be returning for our next show as always we recognize the importance of collaboration and the contribution of others who help us to make commentary for our show. And so that'd be Matthew Campbell, uh, Maddie Levine-Wolf, Aaron Collins, Deandra Howard, and Sheridan Nygaard. And as uh, Stan would attest, all of these individuals make us look good uh, as we talk about these various topics. Uh, but today's show is about disabilities, and we are honored to have uh, Katie Barden, whom I have had the honor of serving on the Health Partners Community Advisory Board as our guest. Uh, quite honestly, during the meetings, I always really look forward to talking to, or listening to her to talk about some of the issues and sharing information about disabilities and the community. But you know, disabilities is kind of a topic or condition that we recognize. But for many of us, unless it it affects us personally or someone that we have a close relationship, we don't often have the opportunity to enter into the conversation. But today we have the opportunity to enter the conversation. And so I'm so excited to have Katie here. And Katie, she's an athlete, Special Olympians. Uh, she lives in Woodbury, uh, Minnesota area of interest. She's, um, she's really intentional about developing health outcomes of people with intellectual disabilities. Uh, she's interested in inclusive communities and healthcare. She has a long history of working with Special Olympics Minnesota and has been a Special Olympic athlete for over 25 years. I wish I had that kind of commitment to 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 athleticism and even to the gym. But uh, uh, she is here. uh, She's a health messenger. Uh, She helps have athletes lead healthier lives and educate people and organizations about the importance of inclusive health care for people with intellectual disabilities. She currently works with the Institute for Exceptional Care Individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. She works to create health outcomes of people with disabilities as partnerships with payers, healthcare professionals, and researchers. She also works with Woodbury Thrive, a grassroots community health initiative to help develop community health and wellness programming. Uh, She's an active member of a community. She enjoys uh, volunteering with several community organizations and advocating for health-related legislature that works to decrease health disparities for people with disabilities. And so I'm really honored that Katie accepted our invitation to come and to talk about uh, uh, disabilities because it is something that we need to enter into the conversation with. And so with that, I want to say welcome, Katie.
1: Thank you, Clarence. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So why don't we start off by doing this? I always like to, to, to let people know who we're talking with. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and then we could, we'll we we'll, we'll enter into some other kind of questions with you, okay?
1: Okay. Um, I am high-function autistic, and I am very involved in Special Olympics, and as a, both as an athlete leader and as a health messenger. Um, my, my body hit that age where it said no more sports, so I, I turned to the athlete leadership side and the, the health role, the health, the healthy athlete side, um I'm very passionate about advocating for others and for inclusive health care because people with intellectual disabilities are often uh, forgotten about when it comes to healthcare. We're not included in research, we're not included in figuring out ways to help eliminate our health disparities. We have a lot of health disparities that go unnoticed or untreated. treated. Biggest one is obesity and mental health. Mm-hmm. Those are, those, are, those are my two realms that I have kind of dove headfirst into. I took a course through Special Olympics on c- civic engagement and learned how to write legislation. And I wrote legislation on how to get people with intellectual disabilities better access to obesity care. I think it was shoved in this latest omnibus bill and went through. I haven't heard. Um, but that's a little bit little about my, my realm. And I'm also very passionate about t- turning, getting research developed for people with intellectual disabilities. My role on the, the Health Partners or Community Advisory Council has led to some partnerships with health partners, um, one being in the Institute and helping them create research for people with intellectual disabilities.
0: Yeah. You know one of the things and I, and I say and I said this in, in my introduction, one of the things that has really impressed me and I, and I look for I do look forward to to hearing you talk because you know we have these myths, we have these misunderstandings about disabilities. and then when you come into the room and you start talking about uh, uh, the things that you're doing, I mean you're doing stuff I don't even do I don't even I don't know I, I don't think I could do that you know, and so there are a lot of myths or misunderstandings that we have about people with disabilities. So let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about the the myths that people have when someone's, someone they see that they perceive has a disability, because I don't think all disabilities can be seen, right?
1: No, they're not. Um, Like autism, autism has is, is a spectrum disease. So there's, there, I am on the other, the high end, and then there's people who are on the low end who have, don't speak, don't have communication, but they are just as smart as everyone else. Um, there, I have a friend who is nonverbal, who is autistic, and he is very, very smart, and is an athlete leader like myself. Um, people with disabilities are often perceived as outcasts, and burdens to the community. But if you allow them to be a part of the community, they can help the community in so many ways change it so it's disability friendly and change the way people are perceived people with disabilities.
0: Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. So I, I asked you about the myths, but let's talk about some of the challenges that people that people have. Because we, we know that there are a variety of different disabilities. But let's talk about the real general uh, uh challenges that people have and then we'll talk some more about some more
1: specific things okay okay uh one couple of the challenges is is healthcare the healthcare system isn't designed for people with intellectual disabilities and physicians aren't generally trained on how to work with people with intellectual disabilities it's also not in medical school ed- curriculum um uh Mental health is also an issue, barrier to mental health care, and then transportation is the main, biggest one that is our barrier to everything in the community.
0: Okay. So you talk, you you know, you, you, you mentioned a couple of times this issue around intellectual disabilities. Could you tell us and our listeners a little bit more about you know what does that cover? Is that I don't know. You said mental health. Is it vision? I mean, what what does what are the areas that it covers?
1: Intellectual disabilities. Um, it is are people with, with uh, cognitive delays, uh, like such as Down syndrome, autism. Uh, it Special Olympics led the work to change. It, it it used to be called mental retardation, but Special Olympics led the way change that. So it's not such a derogatory word. Um, Intellectual disabilities is better term um, because lots of times in schools, people with disabilities are often called retard and it's and it's Mm. hard to take. And it's the word retard has, has become a word such as Negro or
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something okay. that 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 we 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 should not uh, is not politically correct, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah,
0: okay, okay, all right. So you know, I it, it was it was really interesting that you that you brought the topic up because so I was going to say like you know when we were talking about disabilities uh, when I was growing up, I, I always I always dated myself. We talking about people being handicapped, you know. That I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you know, since you've already brought up mental uh, retardation I, 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 as as a topic. I want to bring it up, but but I, I think that there are a lot of people in this in this um, um, in this world that have disabilities. I, I think when I was reading uh, some of the topic, one of the, one of the topics that or one of the one of the research uh, facts that uh, our colleagues brought up is that about one point three billion people experience significant disabilities in. In in the world, and that's about uh, uh, 16% of the world population or one in six Mm -hmm. of us. And I think that a lot of people, uh, when they think about this topic, they only think about what they can see. But what about those things that they can't see?
1: That is often a big challenge because a person with an invisible disability, it's often harder to find employment, find Community, 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 being or be included in the community because we're we look the same on the outside, but on the inside we don't function the same.
0: What causes? I mean, we, what causes disabilities? I mean, you know, um, I think because I think I think you know, you it, know, it, it's like you know, people don't know. You know, right. and, and 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 sometimes you know to even bring the topic up, people are just kind of like afraid to do that. So, what are some of the things that cause disabilities?
1: Uh, some are, genet- some disabilities are, are genetic. Some disabilities are genetic. Some are the result of birth defects or birth injuries. And then autism, they really don't know where it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a mystery, and they're still trying to figure it out, figure out what it is.
0: Okay. So let's talk about health inequities. I mean you you brought that up a little bit earlier uh, and I know that you're doing a lot of public policy work around this because it, it is something that that you're very passionate about. Let's talk a little bit more about that and your work in terms of trying to address health inequities
1: um, Special Olympics train me to be a, be a health messenger which means I am I have been tasked with, the role of educating other athletes in Special Olympics on how to live healthier lives and then educating the people around me who don't have an intellectual disability on the importance of inclusive healthcare and including people with intellectual disabilities in, in healthcare conversations. And I have also added into that realm health, or research as, as a way to include people with intellectual disabilities. Mm-hmm. So
0: tell me more about the research. What 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 kind of research are you doing?
1: I uh, I am working I, I I had the opportunity to take uh, a research training course through the University of Wisconsin called Ready. Re- Ready. Ready is designed to, to teach people with Ready is stands for research and education advocacy advocacy for diverse individuals. That was designed to to teach people with disabilities and how research works, what research is, and how you can get involved with research yourself. Um, That really opened the door to the research world and showed me that there needs to be changes made to include people with intellectual disabilities in research because there aren't a whole lot of data, there isn't Mm -hmm. a whole lot of data out there. And they are often we are often not thought of when it comes to research, to be research partners in research, and to help lead research.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a, a section of 504, the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, that protects individuals from discrimination based on disabilities, right? Right. Uh, what 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 discriminations do this particular law? Protect protect uh, people that are disabled from. I mean, because you know, it's like it's a law, but what 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 specifically does it do?
1: I, I think when it was written, uh, healthcare wasn't really in 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 that in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it protects us from employment discrimination and and discrimination in the community. But it, it it doesn't help protect us from discrimination in healthcare.
0: So tell me more about that. What do you mean by? I would think you know one of the things that that I do. I work with a group. I work my my group is called Human. Every man has hue, and all of us are human. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't healthcare protect those who are who have disabilities?
1: Because most of us are on government assistance for insurance. And I don't think, I think part of it is medical providers when they they see our disability and our insurance, they aren't really willing to go that extra mile and figure out how to understand us and how to make sure we have what we need and make sure that we are included in the healthcare space.
0: I want to probe you a little bit deeper, Katie. Okay. Okay. Uh, when they see your 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 medical insurance, I thought you, yeah, I thought your your insurance was very similar to everybody else's, but it's not. I mean, if you're disabled, it's different. Because mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I mean, most, I don't think most of us know that. Go ahead.
1: Because, because we have, we we have Medicaid and then we have Medicare. Uh, Medi- Medicaid is state-funded insurance. Um that itself has limitations on what it covers. Okay. Um, such as such as obesity care. You have to be diabetic first, which is completely backwards. Why if you can why if you can prevent that diabetes with obesity care, does it, why do you have to be diabetic first?
0: Wow. Wow. So that so that so so while we um uh, Who may not be, and that's why why I said a little bit earlier. There are many of us who we have not entered into this conversation before. There are some real barriers, other than (laughs) what we have even thought about. You know, with people with disabilities, and I think many times when people when we see people with disabilities, and I'm just making a general statement, we generally uh, we try to be um, somewhat disconnected. I don't know if that makes us uncomfortable. I mean, the fact that we see somebody with disability and we know everything like, oh, you know, is there something wrong or is it something wrong with me? Um, And so I, I, you know, I just, um, I I think about it and and you said this word many, many times. I think about how uh, uninclusive we could be when it comes to people with disabilities. So let's talk about, I mean, very honestly, just tell me your thoughts about making sure that people are just inclusive of those that that might be different?
1: If you see somebody in in the community that that you think is different from you, say hi, um, include uh, same goals for kids in school. If they see somebody who is different being bullied, stand up for them Um, because bullying people, or kids with disabilities are often more bullied more than, than the regular population because they are perceived as diff- different. Um, they act differently and we're, and, and remember that we're in, we're in the same community as you are. Uh, we have the same needs. We have the same wants, the same desires, but it's a little harder for us to make those needs and wants Desires happen. Mm-hmm. One of those desires that everyone wants is to be included.
0: Right, right. It's just part. It's just part of us being human beings, right? There's there's that, right. that piece of even though, and and all of us are different. I always say there's there's eight billion cases of diversity on this planet. I think that's where we're at right now. Uh, I see Matthew. Matthew came on oh, all us. So Matthew, you tell me if my math is wrong or not. I think there's about eight billion of us on 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 the planet at this point. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. So there's eight there's eight billion. You know, us that are different. Okay. And so uh, we 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 have to work very hard at at uh, unfortunately as human beings sometimes we have to work very hard at being being in- inclusive. You uh, made a a comment when we started talking about uh, uh, people with disabilities. You talked about access. To, can you talk a little bit more about that so that people will understand? I mean, wherever I go, I mean, I hear this 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 conversation. Um, about access. But hold your thought, because I think Mr. Matthew has a, has a comment, a question, and
1: we always mm-hmm. like to make sure we do that. Go ahead, Matthew. Yeah, so I took a class a couple of years ago that focused on like disability and disability in society, and it took a very like society approach in that um, society is what's disabling to a lot of folks, not the other way around. And I was just curious your thoughts on that, if you had any thoughts on that. And Kind of leading into like, going circling back to Clarence's question: What makes an accessible society? What is the answer? What do we do? Uh, to make it make it an accessible society, find out what is needed for accessibility. Um, the transportation is a huge accessibility issue because there aren't a whole lot of options for transportation in some areas. Um, Metroability is great, but it doesn't run everywhere and it, it's and it's very it, it doesn't do everything it needs to do.
0: Okay, okay. So one of the other things too about inclusiveness, we'll talk about you know reasonable accommodation. Um, uh, I, like I said, you know the thing that, that that's that's interesting for me about this conversation is that I really never thought about a lot of these topics. You know I mean you know you 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 just go I go through life I I don't, I don't put it off on everybody else I'm just talking about Clarence right now I go through life and uh you know have a certain level of of abilities to do a lot of different things but it you know it's really important for people to understand the importance of allowing or or or, or working with people who might be different you know like uh sign language I mean we see people with sign languages we see people with you know, doing braille and things like that. And and, uh, we don't ever think about the fact that even though people are utilizing sign language or people are reading braille, that does not necessarily stop their intellectual ability to contribute, right?
1: Right. Um, people, People with disabilities can be very smart and they don't have a way because society is does limits what we do we don't wow. have often have those opportunities to show to society what we can do
0: yeah yeah one of the things that you know going back to the health question one of the thing one of the research uh pieces that came up was the fact that um some people with disabilities die up to 20 years er- uh earlier than other people and and and, and Is that, I'm just going to ask you a question like this, is that that because of the disability or is that because of the necessarily the stressors and uh, situations and those other kind of things that might happen, I mean, that might show in your life because of all the pressures or, you know, trying to function?
1: It could be the disability and and a big chunk of it is the healthcare system. Um, They don't like addressing our health disparities. Obesity leads to death. Obesity leads to diabetes and heart disease, which can contribute to death. Wow. And a lot of those things aren't really discovered until they're too late. Like obesity, no one, physicians aren't, I think, are afraid to address it when somebody with this intellectual disability comes into their office that has obesity and they don't often tell them that it's okay to lose weight, um, yeah. and obesity programs aren't often designed for people with intellectual disabilities to understand, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of it is harder to understand and harder to put into use,
0: yeah, yeah, I think you know I, I, you know I think about myself i'm 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 kind of uh, uh, heavy myself, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes doctors, you know, they, they throw out, well, you know, you got a BMI of uh, whatever it is. And then, uh, you know, that not very much else is said. And so uh, I I think doctors sometimes have a struggle with, you know, with, with, with uh, talking about certain topics, just like, I think that doctors have a certain uh, issue with, uh, you know, talking about uh, uh, Alzheimer's and, you know, and, and dementia I mean you know sometimes people have to go to the doctor three, four five six seven times before they finally have a uh, uh, an, a uh, an evaluation that you have dementia just all kinds of stuff so so talk to me more about this idea about you know educating physicians on you know on working with people with disability. because you, you brought it up many times that, that 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 is an area that you seem to say see, team to believe that there is some real need for physicians to be aware of.
1: Physicians aren't trained in how to work with people in talk, in, with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, often the time, it's a surprise when they walk into a room and see a disabled person. To, then, mm-hmm. then they have to chain, quickly change or figure out how to make things under, be understood. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if we could, in medical school, train residents before they, before they left, school mm-hmm. on how, how to work with us and how it right into curriculum when, when they encounter us in, in their practices, mm-hmm. they will be better prepared.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Katie, uh, you know, I, I'm going to make this comment again, you know, because I said this is health chat and we just kind of, we kind of chat, you know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, and I, I said this earlier again, so this is the third time I'm saying this. It's amazing for me watching you, um, and the things that you do when we're in a in a group together, you know, uh recognizing the fact that, you know, you represent a certain population, recognize that you, you know, you, you talk about disabilities and things like that. But you're a phenomenal lady. You know, I mean, you you you're doing a lot of phenomenal things and 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 uh you know you're trying to make up make our communities and, and our society a much better place by educating people, uh and those kinds of things. And I think that that part of the, the the challenge that the part of the challenge that that we have in this work is giving people a chance right you know you know and, and and i think that that's part of why this kind of conversation is so important is that you know we make assumptions because people are not you know people don't do it the way that we do it that there's something wrong and i and i, I i'm of the opinion very you know that all of us are individuals and that all of us have have different ways of getting to the finish line. But as long as you can get to the finish line, that's really all that matters. Right. And you you might be a little bit slower. Like, like, for example, I might not be able to outrun you. I mean, you're an athlete, been practicing for 25 years, and um, you know, I haven't been to the gym in a while. So you might be able to outrun me, but that doesn't mean that we both can't get to the finish line, right? right. We, might not, we might not get there at the same time. And so it, it's really important to encourage people to be able to to by a little grace to people you know right. and not and not be afraid but I, but I think a lot of people are afraid I mean let's talk, let's really talk about that because I, I think when we start talking about this particular topic we're we afraid that disability is like it's like a cold right you know but if I talk to you I'm I'm, okay. I'm gonna be dis- disabled too
1: right a lot a lot of times people uh I think are the the fear of Encountering, encountering us because they often don't know or they have had the misconception or have had a particular thought in their mind when it, they see a person with a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, often, autism is associated with Rain Man, with the mm. movie Rain Man.
0: But that's, that's, is that Dustin
1: Hoffman? yeah
0: oh, okay and tom cruise I, I, you know I, I, i'm a movie guy okay okay so i did get that right okay go ahead
1: um but uh, all disabilities have have a wide range of of th- conditions um, mm-hmm. j- just because somebody says they're autistic doesn't mean they're 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 dumb um we ha- we are often they they may not know it but we're often in the same workplace we often mm-hmm. check you out at the cash register mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, and, and that was the whole thing about you know we, we, a little bit earlier with the facts is that like one you know one in six of us have some sort of disabilities you know and so it's a lot more common than we think <laughs> One of the things that you talked about was the, the thing about research. Uh, and you, and you, you made an appeal uh, for people with disabilities to be included more in research. Would you talk a little bit more about that? And then talk about what specific areas you, you were thinking about in terms of research.
1: Research is an important realm when it comes to finding ways to help people live better lives in healthcare it's important for company for, for clinics and doctors to understand how things affect people um, people with disabilities aren't included in research so, so we don't have those that data okay uh, i have r- really made research a top priority because research can help flag those disparities and, and figure out ways to fix them, and provide ways to have better outcomes.
0: So, when we talk about when we talk about research, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about what particular areas of research have you really been focusing on with this issue uh, of making sure that uh, people with disabilities are included.
1: I have really been focusing on the healthcare research realm. Okay. Because it ties in, 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 into inclusive healthcare. Um, okay. If, if you, you don't have inclusive research, you, you can't exactly have inclusive healthcare. Yeah. Not, not everybody's uh, represented at the table.
0: Yeah. I, I I think that that's a the wonderful point to make because I know that there, there are other communities where there's not a lot of research done. I mean, you you mentioned cardiovascular health. I mean, you talked about about obesity. You talked about you know nutrition. I mean, those are areas where we should be asking people to uh, we should we should be inviting people into uh, into that space. How do you how, what do you think are good ways or effective ways to make sure that people who have disabilities are invited into spaces like that. For example, uh, I do a lot of community outreach, I'm out of community work, and do uh, studies. And I have and totally been totally candid have not, you know, truly uh, thought about, you know, reaching out to the to communities of disabilities. What do you what do you, what do you say to people like like me, that that uh, we're doing these things. With, with, we're not trying to be exclusive. We're not trying to exclude anybody. But how do how do you help us to think more about including, making sure that people with disabilities are included?
1: Go to disability org- organizations and tell them that you have a re- research opportunity for for, for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if if you know know somebody with a disability, invite them to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, you know, you know, in in talking with you, I think that one of the things that that come up that you talked about with the doctors and everything is, is that people uh, think it's going to take more time. Right. And people, people, you know, people like, oh, my goodness, it's going to take more time. And and we're so accustomed to, you know, getting things done quickly. I mean, when you go to the doctor's office, you may have 10 or 15 minutes with the doctor, you know, and so somebody with disability might, might take 20, 25 minutes.
1: Right. Uh, it, in the electron, electronic health records realm, if, if there was a way that we could put in, in, because I, I think the doctors see a totally different screen before they come into the room. Sure. Um, if there's a way to flag it before they go into the room, they're, they're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also create in, in the, the healthcare space, something called a disability life specialist, kind of like a child life specialist. Have somebody with a disability in, in that, that clinic who can help you understand what needs to be done in order to make the room sensory friendly, uh, mm-hmm. get them to understand their communication preferences. So, some people have a hard time reading, so pictures are often a great option for them to be aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Use plain language, plain language is is making things easier to understand, and
0: also less words on a page. Okay, so you know we're getting kind of to the end of our show here, but I here's here's what I'd like for you to do for me. All right, all right. I'd like for you to um, share with our community. I mean, just talk to our community about this whole issue. About disabilities, you know what you expect, you know your expectations and what your desires are, so that 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 people who are listening to us, because we have a lot, a variety of people listening. To. We have community people, we have uh, researchers, we have uh, people from the academic community. We have all these different people who are listening to us uh, on on Health Chatter. What would you say to all of them? I mean, what would be what would be your closing message to all of them about? The importance of this topic. The importance of learning about this topic. Uh, and you've you got you got time, so you can you can right. you can you can go. Uh, but but what what do you what message do you really really want to leave with our community about uh, disabilities?
1: Uh, people with disabilities desire to be included, and they desire to the, the fit in. They also. Have have the need to not fear going to a doctor's office because that doctor isn't going to understand or push us out the door fast. Um, feel free to reach out to to organizations like Special Olympics and ARC to figure out how you yourself can be, get more involved in 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 the disability world. Special Olympics is a uh, uh, Always looking for volunteers for their competitions, uh, for coaches. They al- also have something called unified activities. Unified uh, partners up people with and without intellectual disabilities together to work side by side. They also have developed unified leadership, which is I would come, I would, somebody with a disability like myself would would team up with. Uh, Organization and help them develop leadership opportunities for people with disabilities. And healthcare is in that realm as well. Unified healthcare works well. Um, invite a person with a disability to come to one uh, of your clinic meetings to, to have them share with you what is needed and erase the stigma.
0: Yeah. So I, I think you know, hearing all of that is just that it's it's worth developing a relationship with people who have disabilities. It not, right. not only it not only makes them feel value, but it also creates additional value for those of you and for those of us who are willing to to step into this place. So. Yeah. Katie I, I really want to thank you for for helping us to enter into this conversation I know it hasn't been a long it's not a long long topic but I think for for me uh it's been one that's been uh it's been one that's 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 very uh eye-opening and again I look forward to to hearing you bring more and more information uh to us about our our uh, uh about your work. Uh, and listeners, I want to just share with you. I, I want to thank you for listening to us again, and I want to once again thank our uh, our colleagues for for being here with us and saying "get better." And uh, uh, this has been Health Chatter. So uh, keep chatting away.
1: Hi everyone, it's Matthew from behind the scenes, and I wanted to let everyone know that we have a new website up and running, Health Chatter podcast. Dot com. You can go on there, you can interact with us, you can communicate with us, send us a message, you can comment on each episode, you can rate us, uh, and it's just another way for everyone to communicate with uh, Stan and Clarence and all of us at the Health Chatter team. So definitely check it out. Again, that's healthchatterpodcast.com.